Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Small Herbert here. It's uh, Elon Daly for this wait. Wait, Tuesday, August 20th. Tuesday, August 20th. There you go. There you have it. Now, I feel bad about doing an Elon Daily after we've just dropped a real talking Tesla, a big show, a large show, a grand show, because fact is, it's way more interesting than just me waffling on. But I'm sorry, but I want to keep you up to date with all the stuff that's going on. The first article we have here is from Business Insider, and it asks the question, or it basically makes the statement, that Tesla is running circles around rivals like Audi and Jag and uh, all those people, and for one reason only, battery range. So they go through here in this article about the fact that the U- estimated U.S. sales for Jaguar's I-Pace SUV and Audi's e-tron SUV this year have been well below that of Tesla's uh, X SUV and certainly below the S and the Model 3 as well. And Tesla's vehicles are better than the Audi and the Jag simply for no other reason. Well, two reasons. One is that they have more range and two because of the supercharger network. And so these cars just can't really compete. If you've got a, somebody who's really looking to move to an electric SUV in particular, that's sort of the direct comparison, they're only selling you know, a few hundred of these a month, whereas Tesla is selling a few thousand of these Xs per month. Because when you actually compare them side by side, you're just like, well, uh, the, the Tesla gets more range and it has a supercharger network So as much as I like Jag and they make great cars, and as much as I like Audi and they make great cars, their electric versions are just not as good as Tesla's. And I think most people have worked it out. And so they're just not selling that many. So these other manufacturers, these other car manufacturers have to catch up. Now, that's very difficult right now because as it goes on and is so true, is that there's not many places to buy the batteries that you need for these vehicles. And Tesla has a lot of those contracts sort of signed, sealed, and delivered. And probably in the not-too-distant future, are going to start making their own. So there's a lot of uh, friction against traditional car manufacturers producing you know, uh, electric cars that can compete with Tesla for a while. You know, I've said it a million times on the show, and I'll probably say it a million more. When somebody asks me, Mel, which electric car should I get? I still have to say in 2019... And I'll be saying it next year, and I think I'll be saying it well into 2021, that they're really the only cars that you want to get if you want a car that can do 99% of what you want, short range and long range, is a Tesla. Because there's nothing else that has the same range at the same price with the supercharger network. There just isn't. There's great cars. I like the Bolt, for example, but it's really still a car for around 10. You can't just hop in that and go drive to Las Vegas because it's a pain in the butt. I'm hoping that, you know, as they expand out these other charging networks, Chatamos and CCS, that this will change and hopefully will change in the next year or two. But right now, and I really don't think it's going to happen next year either, I think probably until 2021, you're going to see enough charging infrastructure for you to say, okay, yeah, there's 125, 150 volt chargers around that will make your Chevy Bolt and other things uh, a reasonable alternative to a Tesla. But not right now. And not next year. I'm just saying. And I think Model Y is going to be a killer car. And it's also going to take a lot of air out of the space. And this is not necessarily a good thing. Because we want the big manufacturers to have great cars. They're just a little bit behind the eight ball right now.
Now, yesterday on the big show, on the large show, on the grand show, Robert had an article that he photocopied, which is, uh, you know, so old school. And he handed it to Tom and I right before the show. And we didn't get a chance to read it. So we didn't go over it in much detail in the big show, in the grand show, on the large show. But it was from Road and Track, and it's by Jason Camista. And it's a little article about this idea of battery bucks. There's a new currency in mobility. So he makes the argument that when you've got an electric car, the most important thing is adding efficiency, not adding battery size to get more range. Everybody wants more range. But the way to really do that, the thing that Tesla is really focused on, is not just adding ever-increasingly large batteries, which is what I always ask for them to do. It's like, like, that's not the most efficient way to do it, because as you get a bigger battery, you have more weight, and then your efficiency goes down. So what Tesla is really trying to do, rather than just put more batteries into their cars to get more range, is to ever-increase efficiency in the motors, in everything that goes in there. So... As we all know, they have a Model S now that gets 370 miles range. And they did that not by putting in a bigger battery, but by putting in fixed magnets in the motors and some other tricks so that the efficiency went up 10% or more. So this is what the idea of battery bucks is. What you do is you look at your car and you say, okay, we could get another 30 miles range in this car by putting in X number of kilowatt hours. That's going to cost this much money. It's going to reduce efficiency because that's more weight by Y. Or what we could do is put in really expensive magnets in all of the motors, and that'll cost us, oh, look at that, a third the amount to get the same increase in range. So he makes the argument that most of the range increase that you're going to see in cars in these electric cars, is going to come from efficiencies, not increases in size in the battery. And I would say that that makes a lot of sense, and that's true, and Tesla's really good at this, and they're doing it with Model Y, where their drag coefficient is really low. But I still say there is a point where you have to to get significant increase in range, also add a bit of battery. Now, you don't want to necessarily double the size of the battery, but by giving a significant increase in the size of the battery, and do the efficiency things great. And in particular, if you have more energy density in the battery, that is huge as well. And that is what we're hoping to see from Maxwell. Because if you can put twice as many electrons in the same kilogram of space, then that's really good as well, because you haven't increased the weight of the car. So that is also, which wasn't talked about in this article, another big thing that everybody wants to do. And we're hoping that everybody can do it, And we're thinking that maybe Tesla can do it with these Maxwell technologies. So then you're increasing the efficiency of the car by adding some uh, components which otherwise would be expensive. And then in that same, let's say, 1,000 pounds of battery, instead of having, you know, 300 miles of range, I can give you 400, 500 miles of range. So that's the best of all worlds. Increase the efficiency of every part of that car and also make the energy density in that battery higher at the same price or less, that would be great. Thank you. And speaking of Maxwell, there is a really fun article in Clean Technica by Jennifer Sensiva. I don't really know how to say her name. And it's titled, Is This Why Tesla Stays Secretive About Maxwell Technologies? And it goes through this history. And as you're reading this, I can't do it justice. You really need to listen to it. And I'll put a link in the show notes. It becomes increasingly bizarre. And they're talking about these technologies which seem more and more weird. And as you're reading it, you're like, what? Uh, For example, the white jade warp field inframometer from NASA. What? And then you start to think, hang on, this this is not a real thing. 
And then she, at the end, says, yeah, no, this is all ridiculous silliness, but the point of all this was that we don't really know what magic special source Maxwell can bring to Tesla. And uh, just so you know, we're all speculating out there, and I just wanted to show you how silly the speculation can get. So I think it was a really good point. We really don't know exactly what special source that Maxwell can bring and how far they've pushed the technologies. But we do believe that it's probably going to be some improvement in energy density, as we've spoken about. And other smart people will have thought that capacitors make a lot of sense to put between the motors and the battery to smooth things out so they can discharge very quickly when you're accelerating and they can absorb a lot of energy very quickly when you're putting on the brake and smooth out the amount of energy, the amount of charge that's being seen by the batteries to reduce degradation. So I don't think that's too speculative, but some other people have been crazy talking about, oh my gosh, this is going to make 10 times the energy density and all this stuff, which is probably all bogus. But it is a funny read. Go check it out. My name's Mel Herbert. The show is Elon Daly. It's part of the Talking Tesla podcast network. The big show was yesterday. It was funny, often ridiculous. This show, not as interesting, but it is daily. So it's got that going for it. Go on, give us a rating and review, become a patron, and uh, the patrons will be getting another big show, large show, grand show, big, big show, in about a week or so. Herbert out.